Hello, I'm speaking, or at least as close as I can to these days, to David Bowie. <laughs> Hi, Darren. How are you doing? Actually, I'm doing fine, thank you. You are appearing in the Bowie experience as the man himself on the 24th of July in Bromley in the Churchill Theatre. Absolutely. I'm very much looking forward to it. Do you have a Bowie voice for speaking as opposed to singing? You know what? I don't. I think we, we try with Bowie experience to um, really keep it a celebration of his music. Um, and I think so very much so all the costumes are authentic. The mannerisms are there. The vocal singing voice is there. But in between, I like to just sort of more chat to myself, give little, little uh, snippets of um, information about the songs, um, sort of as myself. And then the music starts and then we go into it. So that's sort of the setup we have during the show. And how would you describe the experience as the night unfolds from when the audience comes into the theatre? It's actually quite magical, I think, because we open the show with Space Oddity and with the lights low and the, the um, it's all very atmospheric. And there's always a sort of air, a buzz in the air of um, anticipation because a lot of people who come to see the show just to be able to hear Bowie's music live, because um, unfortunately, obviously, no longer with us, um, is quite a rare thing these days. Um, so really, people are coming in and they're expecting to hear the songs as they were close to the tracks as possible. And I like to think with Bowie experience, we really give the audience that. And um, yeah, we take them on a journey through the ages because a lot of a lot of um, people have grown up with David Bowie, and because he was sort of an ever present. It really is sort of, oh, that song reminds me of this point in my life or that song reminds me of this person because he spanned decades and changed genres so much. Um, we do try to take people through that journey um, just and take them back, really. Yeah, because he's he's um, an iconic figure. And as you rightly said, he reinvented himself through his career. And not just that, because reinvention could imply copying what's going on. He started a lot of what, what is going yeah. on. He was even ahead of the curve, or he could preempt what was coming. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking about him. He's actually quite a chameleon-like figure, almost like a Picasso within music. Yeah, absolutely. He he could really pick up on... He won't be shy in saying that a lot of um, his creations, such as Ziggy Stardust, he really took influence from other places. Um, and it was, again, like you said, a chameleon. He sort of absorbed all these stimuluses um and created his characters out of that um but it was almost like a he, he was always open in saying um sort of am i comfortable in being david bowie is this why i want to be other characters um which is really where obviously his first in, incarnation of ziggy stardust came from mm. well he's now or you are as him uh, returning to some of his roots in Bromley. Absolutely. Because uh, he, he, alongside people like H.G. Uh, Wales and Charles Darwin, are, is one of the most famous people ever associated with the place, uh, going to school here. What do you know about his Bromley period? Well, I know that obviously he um, he is sort of a big, big influence on Bromley. And people there were a lot of people there that have really sort of fond memories of him, especially in the early days. Because um, I know it's one of the first places that obviously he brought Ziggy Stardust. Um, so really, for in terms of the Bowie world, Bromley is on the map in that sense because 
it really is sort of the foundation of what he then went on to do. A lot of it was um, came from those local gigs, and probably is one of them. Yeah, but some some of his music was um, produced while he was here, if I recall. Um, and if you're walking around Bromley, you can see things like, I think in the Churchill, they've literally got a big painted seat. There's a series of them at one point around here, and that's dedicated to Bowie. I suspect you'll be sitting on it in due course. For oh, well, I have to say, I've never visited Bromley before, so I'll have to make a, make, definitely make a point of going and visiting. Well, welcome from the Romney Buzz then, ahead of time. Thank you very much. Uh, likewise, in the Glade Shopping Centre, the main one, which is also close to the theatre, there's a Bowie mural in there. Uh, and that's another uh, little Bowie point. But And, of course, there's the school he went to and uh, various other uh, places that he's touched. And his first gig, apparently, was in Biggin Hill down the road. But that's also part of Bromley. Yeah, yeah. I, I, have, I have quite an, um, obviously not near Bromley, but quite an affinity with Tolworth, because I grew up. I was born in Kingston and grew up around Tolworth. Mm-hmm. And again, around the same time, he was gigging at the Toby Jug there, which is a big pub that's obviously no longer there anymore. Um, but again, that's another sort of greater London area that really has an affinity with him. So I, I do feel sort of almost like it's sort of fate that this has all come about because, again, like I know in Tolworth, they still have celebrations of him. Um, and growing up there, it kind of gives it affinity with me, really. I'm glad to hear that because um, it's even speaking to you before you come across as a person that is by trade an actor, but is doing an awful lot of singing as Bowie on stage. You're really getting into it and enjoying yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I grew up uh, doing a lot of musical theatre. Um, but then when I actually, when I went to full-time drama school, I studied in just acting. Um, never thinking I'd go sort of down the sort of theatre music route again. Um, and then I so after coming out of drama school, lockdowns happened, COVID hit, um, literally just after I graduated. Um, and one of the first sort of job opportunities that came through my agent afterwards was this. And at first I thought, oh, not, that would be amazing, but surely that's not me. Surely that's not what I, I would be capable of doing. Um, but I ended up getting the job. And um, what I've been really surprised about is... Um, how much I've actually had to rely on acting training for the role. Because yes, obviously it's a lot of singing, but um, as we touched on earlier, where um, Bowie sort of um, progressed through all these different characters and all these different personas and mannerisms, I found myself watching so much material, obviously, um, and having to really use sort of stuff I've learned because it is also acting. It's not, it's not me going on stage singing David Bowie songs. It's me, trying to emulate David Bowie as much as possible while singing the songs. Um, so, yeah, it was big, good to be able to use those tools I picked up, even though while I was learning those tools, this is not how I thought I'd be using them. Mm. Well, yes, it's actually kind of apt. You're taking one background into another foreground, so to speak. Uh, and Absolutely. this is under the umbrella also of the Bromley Arts Festival, which runs throughout July as well. Uh, do you think David would have been as interested in going to the non-music stuff as he would have been to the uh, music that's going on for that month? I think so. He was he was someone that, as a as a person, he was into so many different cultural avenues. Um, we know that he was very into art. I'm obviously very friends with Andy Warhol, etc. Um, so absolutely, I think if he was if he was around and he was in Bromley, definitely a sort of pop his head in maybe <laughs> yeah um 
Now, normally speaking, you would end up with a very predictable question, which is, uh, what are your favourite songs? And I am going to do that one. But uh, in his case, it's, what are your favourite costumes? Favourite costumes? I have to say, especially out of the ones we do, I think sort of the iconic Ziggy Stardust striped, striped suit um, with the shoulder pads and the red boots, I think, for me, wearing it that's where i feel my most because that's also one of my favorite eras as well of of bowie um so being able to walk out on stage wearing that is yeah brilliant that and also i, I think it's just the yellow trousers um white shirt braces with the undone bow tie of the let's dance era that's also so cool effortlessly cool well one thing that might need effort are you having to go off in the break and then put up on a, a whole new set of makeup and uh, yeah so the so the, the makeup we change at the interval it's all the same makeup in the first half so because the quick changes wouldn't um allow for that but we i do we do have i think it's about eight costumes throughout the show so there's seven changes off stage that happen very quick changes um so uh yeah it's, it can be quite manic off stage uh, sort of a um you don't see it on the stage, obviously, but yeah, go, go in the wings. There's a lot going on, a lot of um, tops going up in the air and trousers flying off. And but so far, we've managed to have the right tops with the right trousers when coming back on. So we do, we do, we do have a um, specific tour dresser, a lady called Karen, who comes with us, who helps me in those situations get on and off as quick as possible. So, and do you actually carry a makeup artist with you? So we did initially, um, just to teach me because I, I wasn't. Um, I've never been in a, in a show where I've had to do my own makeup before just because I haven't. Um, so initially the idea was to have makeup artists come um, with us. Um, it's also the same lady that does all the wigs actually. Um, she basically taught me, would we'll do it for the first few years, taught me how to do it. So now I do all my own, um, which at first I never thought I'd be able to, but um, actually I quite find it actually quite therapeutic before a show sat there sort of, it's almost like a transformation coming sort of as, as you're, as you're painting your face, you sort of, Okay, I'll leave leave my stuff at the door, and from now on we're focusing on David Bowie, and that's sort of the sort of looking in the mirror moment as you're doing it. It's actually quite helpful in the process of getting ready for the show. And once you're ready and once on the stage, I will ask the question: Which are your favourite songs to deliver? I think Ziggy Stardust is, itself is one of my favourites. It's it's just something that that, that opening guitar riff. Oh, it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's got to be up there for me. Um, a good thing about being in the show as um, well is before the show, I knew the hits and I knew most of sort of the well-known stuff, um, especially my dad. My dad was a massive David Bowie fan and still is. Um, but what we do, we, we make sure during the show, we cover all the songs that um, fans, whether they're diehard fans or just sort of casual fans expect to hear. But we also add in a few that actually a couple of album tracks that you wouldn't expect to be there. Um, so we do sort of stuff in the Station to Station album or um, things like that that you really wouldn't expect to be in there. And hearing their songs that I actually wasn't very familiar with myself before I took on the role. So learning them and actually being opened up to Bowie's sort of really vast, extensive back catalogue has been another perk of this show. There's a lot of music there that I hadn't, necessarily even heard before myself um so i've definitely what, what i what i would have assumed were my favorites going into this probably not still i enjoy them but i've probably got better favorites now 
now the tour is un underway. Well, you, you've also prompted me, prompted me to an actual question, uh, and that is, what does your dad think of the show when you're in it? Oh, I mean, it's their pa parents' job, because when they come to see their kids in the show, they've got to love it no matter what. But no, my, my dad is actually a very, uh, he'll tell you himself, he's a, he's a very, uh, he won't praise something he doesn't think is worth praising, but no, he loves the show. He's um, big, especially because he's a big glam rock fan. Um, and I think the band in the show are so, so on it. And so you close your eyes and you think you're listening to the track. I actually remember um, I got sent a recording of the band in rehearsal to practice along with. And I remember I, I sent it to my dad thinking, obviously, and he, he genuinely thought, I was like, oh, you're singing to backing tracks. He genuinely thought it was the actual track when it was actually the band. So he, yeah, he, he loves it. My, yeah, my family all very supportive and they love coming to see it. So I think they're probably on about five shows now that they've seen. So <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that you've mentioned that there's an actual live band with it because that makes a, a big difference. Um, but finally, uh, I've seen on the Churchill Theatre website that there's audience feedback wrapped up in a video they've got there, so people can check that out. But what's some of the favourite feedback you've had from people? My there's one that sticks well, a couple that stick with me actually. Um, for me, what I find well, number number one is when people come along. And they say, thank you so much. That really takes me back, as I sort of alluded to earlier. Because um, David Bowie's music expand decades, everyone's got their own sort of memory associated with each song almost. Like, that song reminds me of that person. That song reminds me of this part of my life. Um, that, that song um, came out when this was happening to me. Um, so it's really nice to sort of, like you can get people coming in that that's the song that I walked down the aisle to. Um, and it's really nice that we can sort of offer that sort of through music and through someone as legendary as David Bowie, we can offer that sort of access to memories that people say, Oh, I forgot about that. That was really nice. That was a really nice tough part of my life. Um, and the other thing is people that, and I almost put myself in this category, people that come along and say, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. I never got to see David Bowie live. So this is the closest thing I'll ever get. So thank you so much. Like we had, um, we have sort of like younger people, sort of teenagers coming who are probably coming with their parents because their parents are massive fans. And through that have become fans themselves. Maybe their parents play it a lot. So they, because a lot of the time you do enjoy what your parents listen to, even if it wasn't your era. Um, and that's nice as well, because it's sort of people that yeah, haven't been able to experience it themselves and can experience hearing it live. Because here, like, as you just said, hearing it live with a proper live band um, is, is so important. And when there's eight of us up on stage playing these songs, because um, they're so intricate and there's so many, um, so many instruments involved that it would really do a disservice to have any less than that. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, I, I entirely get where people are coming from from that. Uh, my Bowie memory goes back to an orange Agfa uh, tape that I had in the 1980s, 70s, whatever it was, my dad made up, and uh, Space Oddity was on there, uh, and virtually every time it came on, I wanted to cry. Uh, the same thing happened when he paired up with Queen and did Under Pressure. 
because yeah. that's, that's scarily depressing, but a great song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, they brought out Life on Mars, the TV show, with that uh, as the yeah. key music for that. And that was awesome as well. Yeah. And that, that it, it's funny, isn't it? Because every, every, he's so culturally relevant still. Every, every sort of few years, there's a new thing that comes out that brings his music back. Like when the Life on Mars and then subsequently Ashes to Ashes came out, that introduced a lot of his music to people that might not necessarily have heard it before or were born too late to have heard the earlier stuff, for example. So the, the fact that people are still, his songs are still so current. I was watching TV the other day, just sort of in the background, and um, an advert came on for the new Buzz Lightyear animated thing. And I, normally I wouldn't have looked up, but Starman was the, mm. was the soundtrack to it. And so Buzz Lightyear is going to be children that are going to watch that show, um, that film. And they're going to now have that. That will be their first experience of David Bowie potentially. So it just goes to show his music is timeless, and it can appeal to everyone. Yeah, and for the people that see you perform live, uh, you will become part of their legend as well, which is a lovely thought. Yeah. Uh, now, with the show coming up on the twenty fourth of July, people can easily find that on the Churchill Theatre website and social media. Yeah, uh, it's part of the Bromley. On the experience the bowie experience there's a website for that as well isn't there uh, there is and there's a facebook page as well yeah. yeah um so finally if people would like to find you after the event as well um how can they do that find me so i um i've got an instagram account which people are more than welcome to follow um which is just ollie slee o double l i e s l e e um give me a follow i'm definitely a follower back as well um and yeah, and what I'd say is, if you enjoyed the show, please follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, see where the tour's going next, because um, we do have a lot of people coming back to seeing it again. And um, we do, every time we sort of bring the show back, we bring it with a new iteration. So um, don't think just because you've seen one set list, you'll see the, the same set list next time, because maybe next time we come to the venue, we'll have changed up the order of songs or added some newbies in or taken something out. Um, so the show is ever-changing, like Bowie himself Obviously, always was. Well, thank you for that. So the Bromley buzz has now met the Bowie buzz, uh, both of which hashtags I plan to use. Uh, I'll speak to you a little bit more in a moment, but um, thank you again. Thank you, Dan.